Welcome to episode three of Gender Forking. I forgot the name for a second. <laughs> Gender Forking. Gender Forking, the life and death podcast. That's Lori. Discuss life and death. Stephanie Meyer's uh, official take on gender and feminism, apparently. <laughs> um, certified. Certified. <laughs> certified feminist, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Today's episode is called Edith is Watching. <laughs> Ooh, I had, wait, what, is it, what was I thinking it was okay. going to be? Wait, um, we didn't discuss no, this. I know, we didn't I discuss had, this. Mine was <laughs> Girls Just Want to Hike. <laughs> That's a better one. Okay, you win. You win. Edith is watching will be a theme, though. The today's fork cast in Forks, Washington, it is 63 degrees and partly cloudy, but the high will be 64 and the low is 50. Mm. Sunrise 527, sunset 858. Ooh, detailed. <laughs> 10% chance of rain. Feels mm. like 63. <laughs> <laughs> we have any listeners in Forks, let us wow. know. God, I hope so. <laughs> For today's episode, we have read chapters five, six, and seven. We've discovered, uncovered a couple new names, which we will, we will definitely talk about. And this is one of my favorite sections of Twilight. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed reading this part um, and uh, getting to, to read it from Bo's perspective. Chapter five is uh, blood type. Blood type. This, this is a... Uh, this is a fluff chapter, and that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here for the plot. We're not, we're not here for plot. We're here for discourse. As I'm reading Life and Death, and I'm getting used to these new, new quote unquote, new characters, um, I, I find myself relating more with Edith yeah. than Bo. Yeah. And it's like, is it because she's a woman? I don't know. I Probably. Wonder. <laughs> I wonder. I do think that I have a flair for the dramatic, which is. <laughs> Perhaps. I can't believe you were Edward an all Edward along. Colin, <laughs> an Edward characteristic. I don't know. We'll see as we go on. Yeah, we'll see once we get to know Archie if, if it yeah. holds true for you. Yeah. Because um, Laurie's definitely an Alice. An Alice. Yeah. Um, one of the first notes that I took for chapter five was that it's harder for me to believe that Edith would fall for Bo than it is that Edward would fall for Bella because women are amazing and men are trash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I, I understand the attraction began with thirst. Yeah. Like, literal thirst. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if I was in that position, I would just be, like, annoyed. I would be like, oh, this mm. average boy just happens to have, like, incredible smelling blood. Yeah. I feel like I would probably just kill them <laughs> and not fall in love with them. <laughs> if I were... Wow, tag yourself, you're Jasper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> I, like, especially, like, thinking about, like, a high school boy. Yeah. Like, if I was Edith, I don't know. I mean, if I were me and I was a vampire. Not, yeah. Not if I were Edith. Yeah. If I were a vampire myself. There's just, there's just no way. Right. It would, it would be vampires would be all dating, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would be dating vampires, but I would also be dating, like, if I wasn't dating vampires, I would be dating, like, 20-something-year-old men. Yeah. I yeah. was, like, a 17-year-old vampire yeah in like the world for some time yeah like, i probably also wouldn't be pretending to be a high schooler so like yeah, i would avoid I would that situation altogether <laughs> yeah yeah life is full of choices yeah, and that was a choice 
One of the things that I picked out was after Bo leaves the classroom and is talking in like medical jargon. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't. Was that also in Twilight? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't recall that. I don't remember this like weak vasovagal system. Yeah. Or, like neurally medicated. Just something that Stephanie Meyer threw in. She, like, added in that Bo is familiar with these big words. Yeah. Apparently the big words I'd memorized to explain these situations did not impress her the way that they were supposed to. Which, like, I wonder if that's kind of, like, how Stephanie Meyer is saying that, like, Bo is more, like, quote-unquote OCD. And, like, more, (laughs) like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He just seems, like, more of a nerd than Bella necessarily I mean, is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she's... Stephanie Meyer has may, maybe unintentionally stripped Bo of some of the, the more defined qualities that Bella had, and she didn't have that many to start out with. Yeah. So maybe giving him, like, <laughs> throwing him a couple bones every now yeah. and then and being like, oh, he knows some things. Because in the scene, the first scene yeah. where um, um, Bo and Edith meet in biology class... Not the first scene. The first scene where they talk to each other in biology class and they're doing the, the assignment lab. with the... Yeah, the lab... Um, in Twilight, Bella, like, actually does a lot of that work. Right. And, but in, in this one, they... In this in, one, Bo doesn't double check. Yeah. Or, like, push as much. Yeah. And to, it's it's yeah. because of that lady's first line. Yeah. Which didn't Which change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, like, ladies yeah, first, she's and like then ladies she does first. it. She does it rather yeah. than, like, ladies first. Yeah. So, like... She didn't change the language. Stephanie Meyer didn't change the language of that scene, but that totally changed the scene yeah. because of the gender. Oh, <laughs> All right. Lord above. Yeah. Also relevant to this is the tragedy of the loss of Edith not carrying yeah. Bo to the like, nurse's in office. In her arms. In her arms <laughs> yeah. But using herself yeah. as like a crush. But she can't because he's tall and he's like lanky. that would look, wor- look yeah. really weird. <laughs> I don't know. She might be just trying to like fit in and not like scoop yeah. him up and carry him off. But like I would die. I would love that. Thank that you. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the fan art. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean that kind of plays into one of the other things that I was most interested in this chapter, um, which was um, Bo's apparent lack of emasculation um, Mm. in relation to Edith and just in general. On page 82, he talks about um, he talks about overcoming bullies in his childhood, which is not a backstory that Bella had, I believe. Um, Bella just sort of didn't fit in and like, Mm -hmm. but Bo didn't fit in and he was bullied. Yeah. And Bo talks about being, or has mentioned once before, I believe that he's like, was the type of kid that was pushed into lockers until he was too tall to be pushed into lockers. Yeah. And that's definitely like, is that the male equivalent of not fitting in? Because I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But I think Stephanie Meyer thinks (laughs) it is. Like, she thinks that like, Bella not fitting in translates to Bo being like, physically bullied. Yeah. Which is too that's different. Those are very different things. Yeah, a lot of people don't fit in in middle school and high school, but not everyone is targeted with um with like mean spirited yeah um actions. And it makes it less believable that Bo is the same kind of like blend into the background yeah character. You know, and something else, <laughs> something else that I thought about as I'm thinking about other characters that remind me of Bo trying to like get an image of for like how this functions. I was trying to think of like a high schooler, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you. You seen Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the main character of Thirteen yeah. Reasons Why, where that he's actor. just kind of like he's the same. Nondescript. Is he, is he the same guy from Perks of Being a Wallflower? No, no. Okay, that's Logan Lerman. Oh, right? yeah. This is a different guy. It's a different but guy, he's but just it's kind of like, like a, Logan Lerman. He's like a tall or like not brown hair, brown hair, like 
just like a normal guy that's like falls victim to like circumstance i guess yeah and like is like trying his best or whatever but like doesn't really have a ton of like interests or hobbies yeah and like is kind of flat like yeah but like nice but nice, and like caring. a benevolent guy that you're yeah. supposed to care about, but like he yeah, doesn't that's necessarily like stand out yeah. to me as like, oh, this is him, like what his personality type is. Yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of like shy and alone. Yeah, there was um on page eighty two, Edith is stopping Bo from driving himself home mm-hmm. after he faints in biology class. Um, and she like grabs his jacket and like he can't move or he can't get away yeah. from her. <laughs> And he says, he says, I wondered if it was supposed to bother me that she was so much stronger than I was, but I hadn't been insecure about things like that for a long time. Ever since I'd outgrown my bullies, I'd been fairly well satisfied. Sure, I'd like to be coordinated, but it didn't bother me that I wasn't good at sports. I didn't have time for them anyway, and they'd always seemed a little childish. Why get so worked up about a bunch of people chasing a ball around? I was strong enough that I can make people leave me alone, and that was all I wanted. So this small girl was stronger than I was, a lot, but I was willing to bet she was stronger than everyone else I knew, kids and adults alike. She could take Schwarzenegger in his prime. (laughs) I couldn't compete with that, and I didn't need to. She was special. So, like, he's kind of talking through this um, lack, or emasculation, or lack of emasculation that Bella never had to to deal with, um, because she was sort of like, she's like weak and like she's yeah. a girl and like she's like everybody's stronger than me whereas yeah like, Bo has to work yeah. through it you're right yeah, yeah. and it, it sounds out like at first he's like i don't care if anybody's stronger than me but then he's like but anyway like she's probably stronger than everyone anyway yeah so he has like, to qualify yeah, it it's yeah fine. yeah <laughs> he does freak out a little bit i kind of like about the driving thing i made a note about like the driving discourse because it comes yes. up a few times in this three chapter span where she drives him home and it's going to probably be very relevant in the Port Angeles scene, but yeah. um, in Twilight, Edward being an erratic and, like, awful, like, terrible driver. It's like, well, he's, he's, it's safe because yeah. he's a vampire. It's safe because he's a vampire, but, like. If it's going to scare Bo, if then it's, gonna, it's like, yeah. oh, she's a crazy driver she's, a, she's crazy a woman. She's a crazy driver. Like, she's a bad driver. <laughs> Women are bad drivers. Yeah. Like, I wonder how that's going to pan out or feel. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Bo will probably make any com- like gendered comments. But well, like... definitely not. I'm sure Stephanie Meyer was watching her back. Right. But like, um, I mean, the car discourse in general is honestly super rich. Yeah. <laughs> in this book. Um, and we'll get into that in the next chapter with, um, with Jewel slash Jacob. I'm interested to, as how, like, that, that sort of emasculation or lack of that will, will play out. And I mean, it's interesting that he has to address it because that's one of the things that Stephanie Meyer said, like, wasn't different. Yeah. Like, and that, like, a girl saving a guy isn't different than a guy saving right. a girl. Like, the fact that he has to process it um, yeah. either for himself or for the reader. Especially the ballet studio scene. Mm. I wonder how that'll be in the yeah. end because, like, presumably James will be, like, a woman? Unless... Yeah, it is, in the, in the beginning. The hum- oh, the Huntress. The Huntress, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that'll be very interesting to have, like, this, like, lady vampire beating the shit out of Bo. <laughs> and another lady vampire coming to yeah, save. Yeah, I'm so lit. <laughs> yeah, that'll be amazing. Like, sign me the like, fuck up. Do I love it or do I hate it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I can't tell. The only other thing I wrote down um, for this chapter is that we're introduced to the... To, Doctor and Mr. Cullen's first names, Corrine oh. and Ernest. Ernest, the importance, Ernest. Of the, the importance of being Ernest. Ernest. I think that I think that these names are actually 
pretty well done. Yeah. Um, Corrine is, like, kind of just as weird as Carlisle. Yeah, but it's, it's like, I think it fits in a little bit more than Carlisle. Yeah. I would argue. But also, Ernest, I think, is pretty much on target with Esme, which is not, a tor- like, a horrible name. Yeah. Okay, in the and world... And it's also nice because Ernest... Ernest is sort of, like, a quality of Esme. Yeah. And in yeah. the world where Renesme exists... Yeah. Now we have the capability to create two Renesme-like names based on these four names. Oh, wow. So we have Renee <laughs> wow. and Charlie and Corrine and Ernest. So we have... I can't even do that in my head. I have to write it down. Renee, Charlie, Corrine... <laughs> And Ernest. So it has so, to be Corrine and, and Renee. Corrine and Renee. Unless, unless it's a gender-swapped baby. So, it, oh yeah, it would be a boy. It would be a boy, so it would be... Charlie and, and, Ernest. and Ernest. So that would oh, be... Oh, God. Chernist. Chernist. <laughs> Chernist. Or... Yep, it would be Chernist. It would be Chernist. So or... now, Renesme is Chernist. <laughs> Thanks, I hate Which it. is worse. <laughs> Because there's, <laughs> like, do you go through life like the CH is silent? Like, <laughs> what's the nickname? <laughs> like, what's the Nessie equivalent? Ernie. But that's just like Ernest. Yeah. Churn, churny. Churny. <laughs> Nest. Nesty. Nesty. You named <laughs> you nicknamed my son after a butter churner. <laughs> Well, oh I'm God. glad that we settled that, even though Renesmee can't exist in this universe, because yeah. female <laughs> vampires are sterile. sterile. Wow. All right. Wow, that was so much. You're right. Sure was. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, because it's traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> can you believe that I forget that Renesmee exists? Yeah. Um, my safety. Let's move on to chapter six, scary sure. stories. I um, have one note about chapter six, okay. which is, I like Jules. Julie. Yes. A lot more initially than I remember liking yeah. Jacob, even as a 12, 13 year old. Which makes sense because she's only slightly older than you would have been at the time. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess to be fair, I think a lot of people have agreed, at least like what I've, like the Tumblr discourse on yeah. this, is that a lot of people have agreed that Jacob is a lot more likable in the first book than yeah. he is in the, the rest of the series. I remember reading an interview, you read it as well, with Stephanie Meyer that says that like she didn't even plan on developing the Jacob character. Yeah, it was Twilight. just a plot device. It was a plot device so that like Edward didn't have to say the words. I'm a vampire, yeah. so that Jacob could introduce the vampire mm-hmm. um, word, and I think that having the next book would have changed my opinion yeah. on Julie, but... It's hard to know now. It's hard to I know. I mean, we know that Stephanie Meyer wouldn't change her dialogue very much. Yeah, but it would just come off. But it would come off differently, yeah. especially because she's a younger girl yeah. rather than a younger boy. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's it's the same with all of the female now female characters that have been introduced yeah. to that I care more about them. Like I feel like when I was when they were male characters in Twilight, I was just kind of indifferent to them. Yeah. But now, now I'm like, now wow, I'm like, okay. I stand these women of color. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So chapter six is the chapter where Bo goes to La Push, baby La Push, La with Push his baby. friends for a beach trip and meets um Julie Black. Yes. Um. As well as Sam and Quill. S- Sam and Quill who are Sam and Quill. Yeah. But Samantha and Samantha, Quill, but, but goes Sam. by Sam. This is where I, there was actually just like a little interesting sure. part where I was like, girls just want to hike. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I totally like didn't write anything I would, first chapter six because I just experienced it as a whole. Yeah, and then, like, I would like to cross yeah. reference this moment actually. Okay. It says after a half hour of talk, some of the girls wanted to hike to the nearby tide pool, but most of the guys wanted to head up to one of the shop to the one shop in the village for food. I feel like it was different in Twilight. Mm. Well, I, obviously, I think I think it was the guys who wanted to hike and the girls who wanted to shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. After a half hour of chatter, some of the boys wanted to hike to the nearby mm. tidal pools. It was a dilemma. It doesn't say anything about shopping. Most of the other girls beside Angela and Jessica decided to stay on the beach as well because Lauren didn't want to hike and she was wearing the wrong shoes for it. Bella waited until Tyler and Eric had committed to remaining with them before she got up quietly to join the pro hiking group. Mm-hmm. There was no shopping interesting. mention at all. I, I feel I thought I remembered them like leaving, but that's interesting because in this it's like the girls wanted to hike and the boys wanted to go find food. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't I wasn't I couldn't really remember what that was. But that was interesting. I was like, wow, the girls wanna hike. <laughs> it's like tag yourself, I wanna go find food. Yeah. But I wanna hike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't yeah. know why she would introduce that as, like, a new option, because, like... Yeah, because now there's three things that they do. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't... I don't know. Because some of them do end up staying in Life and Death. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so weird. Sidebar. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to read this book with all the new characters. It feels like so many people are on this trip. Oh, yeah. I was when like, I, when wow, they there's, like, a million people they there. They mentioned Becca. Becca. Who's Ben, I, I believe. Ben. Yeah. And ben. Justice for Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Justice for Ben. You mean Eric Yorkie? Whomst else? Um, ben and um, it's Colin in the in Twilight. Colin, uh, Colina, Colleen, I think. It's Colleen, Colleen, Becca and Colleen. Yeah. So yeah, we meet um Julie Black. She's you know youngish, fourteen or fifteen. I think maybe mm-hmm. she's actually fifteen. Yeah. Is her actual age. Yeah. And um, she likes to build cars. Yeah, she canonically likes to build cars, just like just like Jacob. Jacob. Did. Um. Which is super cool and super different. Um, obviously, girls girls can do whatever they want. Right. But usually they don't build cars. So it's yeah. really interesting to read about this um, young girl who is an indigenous person who likes to build cars and who like has a single mom. like can't even drive yeah, a car. Yeah, who can't drive. Usually <laughs> yeah. it's not... I mean, I've never met a girl who started driving before like you're like kind of legally supposed to but i've met a lot of boys who did i also wonder though if maybe reservation rules could be somewhat different because i know a lot of places mm, that's have, true like, different farm rules where you can drive on like a family farm yeah to do work that's possible and i imagine that maybe like with tribal sovereignty that they would be able to mm. do the same another interesting thing about just that in general is um julie talks about um her mom and like her grandmother's yeah. being tribal elders. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um also, but I don't know if that's like that's probably historically, not historically accurate. accurate at all for Though, the Quileutes. It is worth noting now that we've reached this introduction to the Quileutes that the actual Quileute yeah. tribe has said that in Twilight, the saga actually, that they disagree with their portrayal and mm-hmm. that they um are trying to fight some of the like stereotypes that have been introduced in them and just like myths and misconceptions about the tribe and the way that they're portrayed in media which i think is interesting because at first a lot of the discourse around like how native american friendly the series was was based on like how they cast many native american actors to play the wolf pack and people adjacent to the wolf pack but like yeah that's great However, like, I don't think that they were Quileute actors. 
Yeah. Either. Yeah, which, I mean, Taylor Lautner was white. Yeah, and Taylor Lautner was white, who's the most famous out of all of them, but... Yeah. Um, that's something interesting that is worth looking into. There's, like, a whole website about it, and, um, also the Quileutes are trying to raise money to... Move to higher ground. Move to higher ground because of erosion and climate change, so if you're rich, consider donating. <laughs> um, we also meet a couple of the other characters, Sam yeah. and Quill. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Um, first of all, like, I'm, I mean, my name is Sam, and I love my gender-neutral name, and I'm, I think it's really interesting yeah. that Stephanie Meyer chose to keep that one. I think it's even more interesting that she chose to keep Quill. Yeah. Sam is 19, and she has short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, a lesbian icon. A lesbian icon. <laughs> yeah. And also I think it's interesting, like, to read a story about indigenous women. Yeah. Because I can't think of any, you know? Yeah. Like. Not this mainstream. Not a mainstream story. Yeah. Not, yeah. No. And it's also interesting to sort of read through um, the stories about the cold ones and the, the history of the Quileutes as wolves that, that Julie gives to Bo. It's hard because so, so often... Um, masculine language is the default like so referring to something as as um male or yeah. using um like he him his pronouns for something is like a default so it doesn't necessarily it doesn't feel as meaningful but when she and Bo are talking about the wolves as like sisters yeah and, like those oh sorts of God, things so it feels so much it almost feels so much more obvious that yeah. there is a connection there and that yeah. like that like Julie is going to be a wolf and yes. that, like Sam is a wolf and, right not to mention it being like fucking cool. Yeah, I'm. I want that so bad. <laughs> I love the discourse around like natural beings being ladies. Yeah, like Mother Earth, that kind of stuff. That's true. It's interesting. That's just about everything I had for that. And I, I know in Twilight, the relationship between Bella and Jacob is not super well developed. It's mostly again like a plot device. Uh-huh. So, um, the way that reads here is kind of interesting. Like in terms of, um, again. Like, Julie being younger, um, and Bo trying to, like, charm her. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wonder, towards the end in the prom... Like, how that's gonna how play out. How that's gonna play out, because Billy... Now Bonnie. Bonnie. Like, does Bonnie pay Julie to go to the dance and be like... Your girlfriend. <laughs> Your girlfriend. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, it's... I'm interested in a, lo- in a lot of how, how the perception of Bo and Edith's relationship is going to look from the outside because a lot of the stuff from Charlie is like, oh, well, he's too old for you and, yeah. like, things like that. But, like, you never get that no. the other way around, so. No, and also, like, maybe what the relationship between um, Julie and Edith will be. It's uh, I just, like, it's going to make me, it would make me even more angry to read about a rivalry between those two because yes. I'm so sick of, like, pitting, like, women. women against each other. Yeah, there's absolutely no, like, no need for that. Also, like, I think from the outside, it's going to look very catty yeah. in a way that, like... Edwin it already and... seems kind of catty, yeah. um, like, the way that Edith is... I mean, Edith is and Edward are, like... Possessive. In the books, they have such, like, a sense of humor. Yeah. And, like, they, like, and it comes off as kind of cocky. And, like, the yeah. way that Edith is treating, like, Michaela or something... Yeah. ...is, like, just, like, she has so much confidence because, like, why wouldn't she? Like, right, So yeah. it comes off a certain way. But it's, like, it'll be really annoying to, like, watch that pan out between... It's already annoying between it, Edward yeah. and Jacob. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so annoying between Edward and Jacob, but, like... It would be even more it's, disappointing. It would be, like, a hard to read yeah. <laughs> between the other two. So, chapter seven... Chapter seven. Uh, is Nightmare. Yep. Um, so, at this point, Bo is 
has heard about the vampires is like pretty sure that yeah. he's figured it out and and is doing some more research and is sort of sort of going through the emotional mm-hmm. process of dealing with that. <coughs> I wrote that um, Bo makes a comment on Michaela's outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, with the skirt, with the skirt and yeah. the tank top. He and mentions I, her sh- her skirt is short. I'm actually gonna just look up right now yeah. in, um, in Twilight to see if there's a comment made about Mike's outfit because like. Is Mike wearing a tank top and shorts? Because, like, or it just... <laughs> yeah. I think that, like, maybe women's clothing is more of a harbinger of, like, the weather. Yeah. I remember Bella talking about, like, um, people wearing shorts and her being like, why? <laughs> yeah. But that's not the same as, like, being, like, her skirt only covered half of her thighs. Mike was coming towards me in khaki shorts and a striped rugby shirt. But it doesn't mention, like... That his shorts, like, ride up, like, halfway through his thigh. Yeah. The same way that it mentions about Michaela, which I think is interesting. And that is really interesting. Our... Next chapter is Port Angeles, which we're so excited to read. And the supposed plans that um, Bo and his his boy buddies have is to go see a movie in Port Angeles and to order or pick up some corsages from the dance, which is the parallel to um, dress shopping dress and shopping. getting dinner, possibly, LOL. in Twilight, which is interesting. And I'm... Excited for that chapter for different reasons, but that's interesting. I, it's really, it's just interesting. I'm just like, suit rental? Suit. Like, um, they can go clothes shopping. Clothes shopping. They could go shoes. shoe shopping. Boys shoes. <laughs> they could go shopping for anything. Anything. Like, Stephanie Meyer's sitting there and she's like looking at her three sons and she's like, They have to go to What Port do Angeles. boys do for fun? And then oh, she's gosh. like, Ah, movie. Like, what is the boy equivalent of shopping? The movies. Yeah. No, it's not. Like, yeah. also, like... They're going to a dance. I like, don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Okay. Chapter 7, I think that's, or whatever we're on. Yeah, chapter yeah. 7 doesn't have as much um, richness as the previous chapter in terms of things that I would like to bring up now. But one of the things is that one of Bo's favorite books that he chooses to read um, in his backyard is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, which I wrote down as 10 million leagues under the sea. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, which is interesting because Bella was really interested in, like, classical literature and yeah, she read... Um, I just checked. Mansfield, is it Mansfield Park? She has a compilation... Compilation? She has, like, a, a a book that has multiple Jane Austen novels in it okay. with Pride and Prejudice and Oh, so she's flipping through. That's right. She's flipping through and um, starts Sense and Sensibility only to remember that after... After she began chapter three that the hero of the story was named Edward and then she angrily like turns to Mansfield Park but the hero of that piece is Edmund and it's just too close which is super funny because in Midnight Sun you learn that um Edward is watching Bella read these books in her backyard Edward has already gone into Bella's room and has been like watching her sleep and in her sleep Bella says um Edward's name and Edward's like oh my god she likes me and then Edward sees her reading Sense and Sensibility in Mansfield Park and is like oh she's just like dreaming about what she's reading and I'm like shut up you dummy I haven't read 20,000 billion leagues under the sea but yeah I'm reading the plot no I'm reading the plot right now on Wikipedia I know that the, the introductory quote for Life and Death is from mm-hmm. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and I can read that. It just says, if his destiny be strange, it is also sublime. Mm. Um, so I'm not really sure. It doesn't really have the same 
I, as far as I know, there's no character named Edith. Well, wow, that's interesting. Like that. I think that that's interesting that um, that's his favorite. Like, that's one of the changes that, that she made, that he likes that sort of book, which is features men in, like, more action yeah. rather than, like, a um, period romance, like a Jane Austen novel. It's just, like, okay... Which is, that's super different. Like, that's a huge change, honestly. What I just think is interesting is that, like, Stephanie Meyer is an author Mm -hmm. who is writing about, in Twilight, she's writing a female character, but she, like, she's not writing this, Life and Death, for a male audience. Yeah. Because she's not like, well, I want Twilight to appeal to men, so I, like, I have to change the, like, main character so that it appeals to (laughs) men, which, like, I guess is valid. Like, you want people to be able to read things that are similar to their experience. However, like, as an author, as someone who writes books for all people, Mm -hmm. you should be smart enough to know that you shouldn't have to change your main character's favorite book when they're a man because, like... Everybody has to go through school and read, like, some sort of, like, yeah Jane Austen novel or something similar to it. So I guess, like, in the list of reasons why Bella and Bo are different, we yeah. have... Um, a different favorite book. Different favorite book, Monty Python and Pale Blue Eyes. <laughs> so that's it. And also No Strawberry Shampoo. <laughs> no Strawberry Shampoo. He doesn't wash himself. He doesn't apparently. wash himself. He's um, a never-nude. Dirty, dirty boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bo being sad about Edith not being in school... Um, he makes some mention when he's watching TV with uh, Charlie to having an idiotic depression about it, which is interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. I, I think it's interesting. I think that it's a nod maybe to like how in New Moon, Bo, or like the, the life and death universe equivalent of New Moon, how Bo might react to Edith leaving them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what that depression might be read as mm-hmm. more. What I was thinking of was like how that would seem to an outsider like if Bo for months was isolated and like cut off friends whatever like I don't think that it would be as jarring as Bella cutting off like her friends for that time period because I think that men are kind of allowed more isolation Mm -hmm. I'm like just thinking about like male friends that I've had in the past who've been like I've never had friends over to my house before Mm. and like I don't ever have sleepovers with my male friends like I never hang out with my friends outside of school or like do it a lot less than women spend time together Mm. as friends so I wonder if that would pan out differently Mm, true also something that just occurred to me is that like even when Bo is talking about like Jeremy and Alan I don't get the vibe that they're as close as like Jessica and yeah, Angela and absolutely. Bella. Were. I was just thinking about that. I I feel like even even just like even despite like how it's supposed to be the same, I feel that Michaela is much closer. Yeah. To Bo, even though sometimes it's annoying how persistent yeah. she is in wanting to date him. Yeah. Like I feel like Michaela is more of like the closer friend. Yeah. In, in a way that Jessica and An- or like Jeremy. Jeremy and Alan aren't. I I um I was just thinking about how um I think Jessica is a much more clear character yeah. than Jeremy. Yeah. In terms of personality mm-hmm. and voice. Maybe it's because like I don't know. Bella has, like, a way of, like, relating to other women in some way. Like, mm-hmm. she understands what Jessica and Angela are, are kind of thinking. Right. She understands them in a way that I don't think Bo is that perceptive yeah. about. I mean, he's literally talked about how he doesn't get along with a lot of boys. Yeah. Not that um, Jeremy and Alan are, like, the sporty types either. No, but... I mean, again, yeah. like, they don't really... 
those those personalities don't translate very well. Maybe right. is the case. I don't know. I just don't. I don't get. I don't pick up on that relationship being as strong as I and like I felt like Jessica and Angela and Bella's were. Yeah. But maybe that will change in Port Angeles. Yeah, maybe. Up. Yeah, that'll be interesting to get more dialogue. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I have like a a line that I picked up on on how like something that we touched on last episode mm-hmm. how Charlie is like I took care of myself for 17 years before you got here when Bo is like by the way you're on your own for dinner tomorrow yeah. like I thought that that was kind of like maybe just like a a nod to the fact that Bo is perceiving Bo is it differently perceiving it differently than yeah. how it actually is yeah. and I think that we've been right in assuming that yeah that's just something that is new that yeah. I picked up on in this that I just glanced over in Twilight that I'm sure is still present in Twilight. Mm. Coming up next episode in, is the very exciting uh, chapter of Port Angeles. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see how um, Smire adapted that because it will need to be adapted in many ways um, and how it will come across. Yeah. Um, and then the book kind of picks up from there. So yeah. So we've got a lot happening as far as plot advancement. Yeah. And, I'm and anticipating. I'm anticipating that maybe Port Angeles... We won't read as many chapters for the next episode. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But for now. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next time. That's all, forks. Thank you for listening to Gender Forking. To stay updated about the podcast or to contact us, follow us on Twitter at at genderforking or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash genderforking. For more Twilight content from us, you can follow our blog at bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com. If you haven't read Life and Death and you aren't reading along at home, visit bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com slash genderforking for plot summaries and more information about the text. For other inquiries, you can email us at bowlingshirtbellas at gmail.com. The music you are hearing is Thursday and Snow Reprise by Blank Kit.